Hey everyone, I'm your host, Ray Ireland, and you are listening to the Soul Align Podcast, where we help high-achieving leaders and driven visionaries do what you love and live your purpose. So welcome to episode 21. I'm so glad you're all here, and we have an amazing guest here with us today, T.R. Garland, and we're going to be talking about what is a social entrepreneur and why does that matter in today's age? So uh, TR is a speaker, author, coach, and leading authority on helping purpose-driven professionals turn their mission into movements. And I've worked with TR before and we're close friends. And so I'm just so excited to have you on here. Thank you so much for joining. It's a pleasure. And I'm lucky number 21 yes. on your podcast series. I love it. Lucky 21. Exactly. We're going to have a fantastic conversation today, Ray, and it is an honor and a privilege to be invited onto this type of platform so that we can dialogue amongst ourselves so that your community can start to expand you know, what their idea of what's possible in the world today. Absolutely. And that's, I just love your mindset around really being of service. And before we dive in, I wanted to find a definition for social entrepreneurship. So from entrepreneur.com, I found this. Social entrepreneurship is driven not so much by profit as by societal needs that the entrepreneur has identified and is passionate about giving. So it's more about serving the community's needs and passions over profit while also not ignoring funding or profits. So before we dive even more into that, um, TR, do you want to tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you became a social entrepreneur? Sure, absolutely. Um, I believe that the best way to answer this question is to actually start off with when I started in business in general. So I grew up predominantly in the Chicagoland area. I grew up in the outskirts about 30, 45 minutes west of Chicago in a small suburb. And when I went to college and university, I went locally. And um, I remember being someone who it was in their senior class and in a business class and the teacher asked a question and said how many people uh, believe that they're going to be in sales once they graduate and i was one of only a small number of individuals that raised their hands at the time and the teacher said those of you that haven't raised your hands you're in for a treat because you're all going to need to be selling someone at some point and the reason why I tell this story is because I ended up getting into sales. I knew that I was going to be a salesman, a salesperson at the time because I was going to follow in my father's footsteps. And by the time I was 23, I was ranked number three out of a nationwide sales force. By the time I was 27, I was ranked number nine out of an international sales force. And by the time I was 30, I was burnt out. Ray, I was tired of working for the man. Mm -hmm. And I pivoted into entrepreneurship at that time. Now, there's a point to this story to going all the way back, which is I was ranked number three out of a nationwide sales force because I was creative at the time. I didn't know it. However, I believed that I was implementing social entrepreneurship. I believed that I was a philanthropreneur, as I call it, um, all the way back at 21, 22, and 23 years old because I was able to get more sales 
because I agreed to give a percentage of our sales to a charity that supported the families of fallen Chicago Police Department officers. So I'm gonna pause here and re-explain it. Even at 21, 22, and 23 years old, a long time ago in the early 90s, I somehow in my DNA felt like although I was conducting business and although I could make money, that there had to be a component to it that was contribution, that was contributing to others. So I was ranked number three out of a nationwide sales force because I creatively struck a deal with the Chicago Police Department. They promoted my product and service because we donated to their Chicago Gold Star Families charity to support the families of fallen police officers. So I didn't put two and two together, Ray, until easily 15 years later. When I really, truly started to get more involved in marrying my mission with my messaging. Mm -hmm. So that's some terminology that I use. Marry your mission with your messaging. Apply that messaging to your marketing. A specific segment of society will resonate and react to that messaging. They will help you magnify and multiply your message. And you'll turn your mission into a movement. Mm, I love it. And it's so clear. Um, when you're talking about, you know, all the messaging and really getting everything out there, then you, you kind of, the middle part was marketing. So how does marketing play a role in being a social entrepreneur? Marketing plays a, a huge role. And I believe that all purpose-driven professionals need to take a deep breath and realize that they must profit in order to fulfill their purpose. You must profit in order to fulfill your purpose. And so marketing could be argued on a lot of different fronts, like what the real definition of marketing is. Um, in the context of the conversation that we're having right now, um, your, your mission is your core connection, right? Your, like your core connection, like why you believe you were taught these lessons, these life lessons, good or bad. And so your mission develops into your messaging and then your messaging is applied to certain marketing methods. Um, and so in the context of marketing, marketing plays a huge role in a socially conscious entrepreneur or organization because the more that you share with a community what you stand for, and what you stand against, the more they are going to resonate with your message and react to it. Mm -hmm. I'll say this one, one different way, which is you want your marketing, which includes your messaging, you want your marketing to pre-qualify prospects as much as you want it to disqualify prospects. And prior to us going live, I brought up the name of a book that I was looking for that I can't find. There's a book called Firms of Endearment. Firms of Endearment. And they conducted a study over the last 15 to 20 years of companies that built into their corporate motto and their corporate mission 
their corporate culture, that built in social entrepreneurship and social responsibility into, they baked it into their culture. Those companies were analyzed statistically on their stock performances. And Ray, those companies that built social responsibility into their culture and used it in their marketing message, they outperformed the S&P 500. They outperformed like the darlings of Wall Street. And that has to say something to people that are listening to your podcast right now, which is predominantly, I'm going to assume the people listening are predominantly solopreneurs or entrepreneurs or small business owners. We have the ability to adapt more nimbly than these large corporations. So they taught us the proof of concept. The proof of concept is their ray. And now what we have to do as leaders in the you know, socially responsible entrepreneurship arena is empower others and, and, and encourage them to wear your thoughts on your sleeve, right? Don't try to keep your opinion on the inside. Your messaging is applied to your marketing and you're supposed to pre-qualify and disqualify prospects, partners, and people willing to invite you onto their platforms. Absolutely. And it's interesting because I think a lot of people, you know, believe that they want to help the world and they they maybe have this idea or you know it's maybe in the back of their mind of like oh well once i kind of set my life up then i'll be able to help these people or help this cause and so i think a lot of people feel that if they were to focus on that cause right away um, focusing their time energy and money on it that they wouldn't actually be able to be supported in that space and so basically what you're sharing is that you know you've seen these larger companies and corporations actually be able to leverage that and be able to utilize that they're putting that focus and attention onto a cause or a mission. And so I think, you know, for some people, this might be the first time you're hearing this. And if it is like, it can be super exciting. Um, but I also know that like, sometimes it's a, it's almost a personal thing too. How can someone overcome this idea that their passion or what they believe in or what they want to help the world with won't make money and won't sure. be able to support them. Like what would you say to someone that maybe is experiencing that kind of like tug and pull of like, I need to take care of myself, but I also want to do this and I'm not feeling certain that this will help. Mm -hmm. work. I'm not quite sure if this directly answers your question. However, you kind of saw me reach to my mouse, to my keyboard, because I wanted to pull something up on my screen and read it out loud for your viewers right now and for your listeners, because I think it's very relevant and very timely. In my signature line of my email, beneath my name, I have my phrase, my motto, my mantra, and it says, have you ever heard the term, it's nothing personal, it's just business? I have, and every time I hear it, it still disappoints me. Today, business is personal, and my personal approach is why people do business with me. So I, I, I'm sure that there's something tied to it, whether it directly answers your question, it at least is in alignment with the conversation that we're having, and we're encouraging your viewers and your listeners to adopt this, this mindset. And this mindset is, hey, listen, in the past, people could say, oh, don't worry, I made that decision because it's just business. It's nothing personal. 
You can't get away with that shit these days. Mm -mm. You cannot, like, even your average individual in society, their radar is up. Like their BS meter. They want to be treated like real people. They want to be treated like real people. I mean, I think this is a perfect time for me to introduce the concept of the definition, the old definition of ROI. The old definition of ROI was return on what? Investment. Return on investment. It was tied to finance, like time investment and financial investment. The old definition of ROI was return on investment. And I'm going to encourage you and everybody listening and watching to adopt this new uh, definition of ROI. And the new definition of ROI is ripple of impact. If you lead your life with the goal your personal and professional life of making as much impact in the lives of people around you. I promise you, I am a real world case study and my clients are a real world case study for leading first with contribution, mm -hmm. focused strategic contribution. And I, tr I, I, I promise you that the law of reciprocity will work in your favor and those advocates that you activate, you'll begin to amass an army of advocates out there in society, in your marketplace. And those advocates will begin um, spreading your message for you. They'll begin to magnify and multiply your message for you so that you earn a fair exchange in value for your products and services so that you can take care of your loved ones. Yeah, it's so powerful. I love that switch of ROI. I think it's so cool. And another, um, I love how you play with words too, because it really creates this like fun expression of what it is to be a social entrepreneur. Like it is fun. It's exciting. It brings pleasure, not only to those that you're serving and the causes that you're serving, but also ourselves. And I think, you know, we've seen it time and time again of the super successful CEO and they're just like hating their lives because they're, they don't feel like they're fulfilled. They don't feel like mm -hmm. they're actually being of service and changing the world for positive. So I love how we can play and everyone that's watching can feel this like excited energy because that's really what comes when you step into this different perspective of, okay, let me, let me serve and let's, let's all play together. Let's see mm -hmm. how we can better. And another thing that you share is turning your mission into a movement. Can you speak on that a little bit more? Absolutely. I mean, and I think this ties to, you know, two questions ago, um, which is, all right, so th there's a proven process. So I don't want to get too much into my background and my experience. However, I have had the privilege of working with many eight and nine figure brands and help them make more of an impact, which created more influence, which created more income for them and their community members. And, you know, we're talking, I've worked with Brian Tracy. I've worked with Laurel Langmire from The Secret. I've worked with Michael E. Gerber during the 25th anniversary of The E-Myth. Um, I, after that, was asked to help the Think and Grow Rich brand during the 75th anniversary of Think and Grow Rich. So these are all brands that um, made an impact in people's lives, um, assisted these brands or these individuals in becoming more influential. And as a result, they helped their community members make more income and they were, you know, they got uh, made more income as well. 
And so as a result of working with these individuals during the first five years of my um, time in this personal and professional development space, I did develop that seven step sequence for turning your mission into a movement. And um, step number one is mission, right? You've got to get crystal clear on your mission. You know, what lessons has life taught you that uniquely qualify you and only you to offer your gift to the marketplace? And then step number two is your mission determines your messaging. So your mission determines your messaging and your messaging is then applied to your marketing, right? So your mission determines your messaging. Your messaging is then applied to your marketing and then you choose a method of media in order to market on, right? A method of media. And then once your marketing is on that method of media, then the goal is for your message to um, trigger someone's emotions. Your goal is to cause a particular segment, a specific segment of society to resonate with and react to your message. And that's where motivation comes in. When you are crystal clear on your mission and your messaging and you apply it to your marketing and you put it out there, a specific segment of society is going to be motivated because they resonate with it and they are going to magnify and multiply your message, right? They're going to take that burden off of your shoulders and your colleagues' shoulders of marketing because they're going to be your army of advocates, and they're gonna shout from the rooftops on how amazing Ray Ireland is, right? And so that simplifies your business for you. And then when your army of advocates magnifies and multiplies your message, it helps you turn your mission into a movement because it's not only you who's bringing your message to the marketplace. You've got movement, you've got other individuals that are motivated to help you accomplish your mission. So it comes full circle. It really, really comes full circle when you follow that mission to movement methodology. I absolutely love it. And anyone that's watching this, you know, take notes, make sure that what you're doing goes through those steps because they really are the essential steps to allowing the full um, sharing and receptivity of energy to continue to turn it into something that is sustainable. Um, so this is an interesting question that kind of came up for me when I was thinking about what I wanted to ask you. And I think sometimes, you know, if you have a solo entrepreneur or um, a small business and they're maybe thinking about, okay, well, who do I want to help? Do you think it's more important to address your community needs and those that are closer to you? Or do you think it's more important to address the global needs? And this is a personal question that I've asked myself multiple times as well. So just curious on your opinion. That um, is a great question. Let me see if I have... No, I don't think that I have anything visual here. So the, if anybody Googles the three M's of marketing, if you Google the three M's of marketing, you'll see that they actually say, um, let, me, let me do it real quickly here so to make sure that I don't um, mistakenly uh, do it here. So three M's of marketing, three M's of marketing. So it's um, 
market message media. So, so the older definition, the three M's of marketing was market message media. And so here's what I mean. They used to teach choose a market, mm -hmm. right? Your target market. Then step two was craft a message that would appeal to that market, right? Mess uh, market message and then media. And then where are you going to promote on the media? Where, you know, where does your target market consume its information? Right. So the old way was market message media. And I believe the new way is message market media because it has to start with who you are. You can't choose who you want to do business with and then cater to their needs. You know, Ray, you and I both know that's out of alignment with who you are. Absolutely. That's incongruent with who you are. Mm -hmm. Choosing a market on who you want to work with and then using language that you think might um, resonate with them, mm -hmm. you might be able to master it in um, a practical way, like a practical and tactical way. However, for it to be sustainable, right? You, you, I think you brought up the term sustainable or predictable. To have a profitable, predictable, and sustainable platform today, I'm gonna encourage you to throw away the old three-step success sequence, the three-step sequence for three Ms, which is market message media, and I'm gonna say message first, right? Mission, then message, and then let your messaging filter out all the PITA clients, yeah. right? Yeah. Think about it. Solopreneurs do not have the time to work with clients that they never should have said yes to. Definitely. So why wouldn't you invest the time now to master your messaging by first looking on the inside as to what's your mission? What lessons has life taught you and uniquely qualified you and only you to offer your gift to the marketplace? Take those lessons as your mission, turn that into your messaging, and allow your messaging to turn into your, apply to your marketing, and filter out people. You do want to piss off people as much as you want to you know, have people say, oh. So I'm pretty confident that the answer is your question, which is, you know, what should be, you know, people be doing? Well, the old way was choose a target market, then figure out the words that's going to appeal to them, and then choose some media, TV, radio, newspaper. And I'm saying mission first develops into your messaging, and your messaging is designed to pre-qualify and disqualify. Let your messaging do all the heavy lifting for you. I love it. And it's so important. It's what the world needs. And I think it's something that we were talking about at the very beginning is about authenticity and truth. And that's, that's what the world is desiring. We are done with the BS. We're done with old ways of selling and, you know, just trying to get people to kind of, you know, hook them into your game and stuff like that. It doesn't work anymore. People aren't interested. People are just pretty tired of it, really. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's about turning the tables around, turning the perspective, and starting with the mission. I absolutely love that.
it's heart first, heart forward, and doing yes. this from there. Let me plus one that by saying authenticity is the new audacity. Mm -hmm. Authenticity is the new audacity because it's bold to be yourself. It's bold to be yourself today, your real self, right? Human beings are beautifully imperfect. Mm -hmm. And we just have to accept that, right? Authenticity includes setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. You have got to set boundaries for who you're going to be in a relationship with, for who you're going to be in a business relationship with. Authenticity includes setting boundaries. You're not standing up and you're not giving yourself the ability of being the best version of yourself every single day if you're not setting boundaries on who you can allow into your space. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I think those are some incredible key points for anyone that's looking to step into playing a bigger role in being a social entrepreneur. And thank you so much, TR, for sharing your wisdom with us and just really kind of unraveling what it, what it means and why it's so important in our world for, for those that are practicing and stepping into that role of being the social entrepreneur and then also for everyone else that benefits as well. So thank you so much for jumping on and being on the show. Of course, it's an honor and a privilege. And I hope that people that have watched this and that have listened to it realize that there are other individuals out there that talk about passion, that talk about purpose. However, passion alone is not enough. You must follow a proven series of steps, a proven sequence in order to turn your passion into profits. And I trust that by tuning in to Ray's you know, interview today and hearing her perspective and hearing my perspective and introducing you to the seven step sequence for turning your mission into a movement that you now have a roadmap. You've now got a sequential series of steps to follow, to begin to think about so that you don't stay in the thinking mode, so that you go from the thinking mode into the taking action mode. That's my wish for each and every one of you today. And I thank you for allowing me to be interviewed by Ray and asking these amazing questions. And I thank you for listening to my opinion on how you can turn your own mission into a movement and have a ripple of impact beyond your wildest imagination. Yeah. Now is the time right now. Get started. Start moving. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for checking out this video. Please subscribe and ring the bell if you haven't yet. And if you want to check out more videos, go ahead and tap the screen right there. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Soul Align podcast. If you like our show and would like to know more, please check out www.rayireland.com. That is R-A-E-I-R-E-L-A-N, like the country without a D. Or you can leave us a review on iTunes.